Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I'm Matt Ford. Matt Dyson is away. So this week I'm joined by Johnny Owen. Hello, pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Can you do an English accent? Uh, hello, old chap. Oh, that's lovely. Can you do a Nottingham one? Uh, all right, my duck. That's good. Oh, Thank we you. should have done this in place of Matt Dyson. We should have been <laughs> you impersonating him the whole show. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a heck of a podcast coming up for you. We've oh, got it's a heck of a podcast. Paperback Striker. We've got chant outs. We've got discussions about dyeing hair, the sorts of stuff you have in your house. Tea, uh, bedside tea sets. Bedside tea sets. It's yeah. a stroll down memory lane. It is. But in the modern format of a podcast. Enjoy. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with me, Matt Ford. Matt Dyson, who usually joins me, is not here this week. He's replaced ably by Welsh filmmaking legend Johnny Owen. Johnny, welcome to the show. Wonderful to be here, Matt. Wonderful to be here. Wonderful to have you here. Maker of t- many, many films, but most notably, I Believe in Miracles, the wonderful <laughs> story of Forrest's European success under Brian Clough and Don't Take Me Home, the almost as inspirational story of Wales getting to the semi-finals and winning nothing uh, two <laughs> summers ago. Um, obviously, it's Nations League weekend, and we watched the Welsh game last night together, didn't we? We did indeed. And what did you make of the Welsh performance? Hold on, let me get the special music up. This is the, have you heard this yet? No, I've not, actually. Cause I'm surprised, because you're into music. Yeah, yeah, but not this. Man City fans don't make it, apparently. <laughs> so this is the official Nations League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspirational. Were yeah. Wales inspirational last night? Um, listen, they were beaten, well beaten by a by a good Danish team. Uh, you've got to take your hat off and say sometimes they were organised, set up, and uh, they did a job on us. Did a job on us. You sound like you're slightly repressing your emotions. There. <laughs> was it I, was hard to watch? I was a bit more vocal last night watching it, wasn't I? Um... Hurling at the referee. <laughs> That's the problem. This is what we get in with. It's always bad referees, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, come on. Uh, well, it was a yellow card, and nobody broke it. <laughs> But it was a missed opportunity for Wales, wasn't it? It was, a massive, it was a massive missed opportunity because we find it difficult to qualify. England qualify easily, as you know. Um, so this really? music, it is good, yeah. There you go, you see. Maybe yeah. if Wales had listened to it. I should use this on a soundtrack. It's got sort of passion, drive, slightly drama. Gl- slightly gladiatorial vibes. Yes, yes. This moment, Bale takes the ball on the edge of the box. She moves to the left, lines one up and smashes it into the top corner and Wales have beaten England in the World Cup final. Oh, <laughs> every Welsh man and woman's dream. Oh, mate. Imagine. Oh, mate. Well, other than Nations League uh, f- uh, fixtures this weekend, Scotland play Albania tonight. And Big fo- uh, Big Forest, gun. England play Croatia tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, Forest playing Croatia at Wembley tomorrow. So you're accused of being Forest biased and they've just... Uh, I've just that. confirmed yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, conflated nation and city. A tragic mess. Um... I felt for Wales last night because I wanted you to win. You did. You were very I genuinely good. did. I know you did. You were cheering us on. Because it's like, the thing is with it, I'll cheer you on as long as you're not a threat to England. <laughs> as long as it's like, in it's a patronising like, way, yeah, yeah. That's oh good. yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Total English yeah. arrogance. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you know your place, <laughs> can win all the little games you like, win all your little friendlies against Denmark. <laughs> but it uh, was that summer when you when you went on the road with Wales. It must have been incredible. It was fantastic. I think I went up there for three days, and I ended up up there for five weeks. I think in the end, because we just kept winning, and we got through to the last but one game of a major tournament, which is amazing when you think of it. And you actually got to know. A lot of the players. What's Gareth Bale like? Yeah, he's okay. He's a nice lad. Um, Aaron Ramsey's a nice lad, quiet. They're all really, really sweet lads. They're, they're very accessible, the Welsh football team. And I think that's something that we spoke at length about this. Gareth learned uh, with England in the World Cup this year that they made the English football team much more accessible to the press and the fans. And Wales, they, I think they learned that from Wales in the Euros. So, how do you feel about England then tomorrow night? Would you, will you, be, will you be rooting for England tomorrow night? 
Hello? He's legged it. He's gone. It must. I mean, how was this summer for you? You live in Nottingham, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard, wasn't it? It was hard. You, you got so emotional, the words couldn't come. <laughs> exactly. It was very that hard. song. What's that song you all sing? Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Oh, what? It's coming home. Oh. <laughs> but, but don't. I mean, this was something I was going to ask you. Don't take me home. Do you know what? Do you want me to tell a quick true story? Go on, yes. Imagine me, right? I'm, uh, when you went, when you beat Sweden, yeah. uh, the, the garden behind me, they had a, an all night party and they had a loop tape made of all English football songs and they played it into the early hours and I could hear it lying on my bed, sweating. <laughs> English football songs played on a loop. I don't know. Uh, uh, can we change the playlist at this stage? <laughs> Come on, we've got England's Ari by Black Grape and Three Lions by Bidinsky. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. I should say, as well as the UEFA Nations League of Nations Cup, we will also keep you updated on all the hot lower league action. It's currently nil-nil between Fleetwood Town and Walsall in League One, English football's third tier. Uh, now... Each week, we, 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 I suppose we explore a lot of the themes about how football has changed and why top-flight football has gone absolutely mad. There is a story that would, this would make my granddad go insane. Sergio Aguero has dyed his hair, which is one thing. Remember, when, like in the 90s, it was diet blonde, wasn't it? Like the gas peroxide. Colin mm. Cooper and Steve Stone did it. Sergio Aguero has dyed his hair grey. <laughs> it's the wrong way round. <laughs> I don't understand why would you people are saying oh, it looks really cool I thought it looks awful have you seen it no well imagine you know Sergio Aguero yeah imagine him with grey hair Aguero yeah and now with grey hair yes, yeah I do, I do the opposite well, yeah, but that's just the... for men yeah, but that's... like Figo but that's the right way isn't it yeah you're, you're meant to not want grey hair no why do you want grey hair? You'll well, have, lo- have it long enough when you're older. Why would you want it when you're younger? Especially a man who's got lovely thick dark black hair yeah. that really suits him mm-hmm. and now he's trying to What's going to do next? Like wax a bald patch. Start wearing bifocals during games. A tons- is it called a tonsure? That's monks-, monks used to shave a bald patch into their head, didn't they? Oh, is that- but they, you, you, yeah. they would do that deliberately. Yeah, the humility. That's what they used to do, didn't they? What, because being bold would humble you? Yeah, I think that, that was the reason. They used to do the same thing, the monks. I always just thought that was just chance that monks went bald. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> laugh. Everyone else listening will think I just thought monks went bald. Uh, like Friar Tuck. Yeah. He, she was shaving that in. That's what they used to do on purpose, yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, they were the Aguero of their age. Absolutely. This is the, see, this is the problem. It's not a modern fad at all. Exactly. This Aguero... Nothing uh, is new, Matt. Nothing ...falling is new. into line with the great lineage of the Catholic Church. <laughs> this is incredible. What's he going to start next, then? Brewing his own Trappist beer? Yeah. That'd be all right. But yeah. no one is... Hey, is hipsters is, would be into that, wouldn't they? Well, that's the bit. He is a hipster, and he says... Is anyone out there, do you think, dyeing their hair grey, apart from Sergio Aguero? Have we seen anyone else doing this? Um, I think... Did, did David Silver do something similar? Something like that? That's or, just or his shaved name. It. That's his <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, just, he went silver, didn't he? I'll yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of... of but people would sometimes... With, there was an Everton player. Remember the lad who dyed his hair, like, blonde, and then the beard a different colour? What was his name? A centre half. What era are we talking? Portuguese player. About 10, 15 years ago. I remember Cissé doing something like that. Oh, yes. No, that... He was at Liverpool. That was, I think, about. Well, do you remember the Rum- Romanian team in the '94 World Cup all dyed their hair the same colour? Yeah, blonde. That's it. But and, that was cool. Yeah, and Jimmy Hill said it was a really good idea because if you look up quickly with the ball, your feet, you pass it to a teammate because you see a flash of blonde, gives you an advantage. Yeah, they're all wearing the same kit as well. <laughs> yeah, that was like a bigger clue. Wasn't it? I don't know how we're going to pick each other out, lads. We're all wearing bright yellow kits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to make it absolutely sure, let's dye your hair yellow as well. Yellow kit and yellow hair. Brilliant. <laughs> we'll win the World Cup. And they didn't. No. Should make a documentary about it. I'm glad they went out because they knocked us out as well. 
in the qualifiers. Remember Paul Bowden hit the cross? Yes, I do yeah, remember. Yeah, that was Romania. I just wait. If anyone out there has dyed their hair grey, I don't want to offend people, you see. But if you are out there and you've dyed your hair grey, do get in touch and let us know. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, this Aguero conversation has kicked off and sparked a debate across the nation about people dyeing their hair. I think people have slightly misunderstood. I don't think there's anything wrong with dyeing your hair or getting tattooed or any sort of work done. Does dyeing your hair count as having work done, Johnny? No, I don't think so. Do you? I don't know. It sort of does, doesn't it? Get a bit of work done? No, Daisy Knight saying absolutely not. Um, we did find out who the silver beard was at Everton. It was uh, Abel Xavier. Xavier. Sounds yeah. lovely in a Welsh accent, that. <laughs> Say that again for us. Abel Xavier. Oh! It, no, it sounds... You know, if you... I, I could, you could convince me that that was Welsh for Merry Christmas. <laughs> you were the same Wales, Abel Xavier. <laughs> I got Abel Xavier to you as well, John. <laughs> <laughs> that it's sounded nothing like a Welsh accent. Happy Christmas in Welsh is uh, Nadole Clowen. Oh! Nadole Clowen. Abel <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm quite good at doing voices, but when I come in here, the, I think it's the pressure. That sounds worse to you. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. Oh, it's not bad, eh, yeah. yeah. No port like that. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Or is that Cardiff? That's Cardiff. All I've made times going. All I've made Now, there's a wonderful one here from uh, a guy in uh, Hearn Bay. He says, I once accidentally dyed my hair with lemon juice. How do you accidentally dye it with lemon juice? I don't know. I was, but you said he was bored. He says he was bored. I was about to start a new job. What were you doing? So when I came home, I had to dye it black. Apparently, I picked a colour so dark, it was called the underside of a raven's soul. <laughs> I think once you stop getting into undercoats and putting other colours on, you're better off just shaving it off, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. I'm in a work experience. Oh, my God, have I forgotten this? I got my eyebrows shaved off at a house party when I was 15. Oh. The weekend before I was doing work experience with a member of parliament, and I was like, I can't tell my mum because she can't be known I'm having a, you know, going to house parties and getting drunk at 15. My sister drew on a, a, another eyebrow with mascara to make it look like... I sort of got away with it, but as the week was going on, this eyebrow was getting out of control. Like by the end of it, it was looping... I looked like The Rock. I looked, I looked sort of deeply sarcastic. <laughs> like Roger Moore. <laughs> it was so bad. And it, but it took ages to grow back. They do, and it's, it's an unsightly look in there with no eyebrows. It's frightening when you see I, somebody with no eyebrows. I think it put me off having, ever having cosmetic surgery. I had a summer job once, and I heard there were some really hairy men on there. <laughs> And I was only 16, and they said to me, grow a moustache by tomorrow. Well, obviously, I couldn't. <laughs> so the next day, they went, we're going to give you one. And they drew a moustache on me on a Friday. And you know, like, like it'd be quite hipstery now. They put the curls on it, and I couldn't wash it off before I went out that night. So I was out, and you could see the, the shape of a moustache they'd drawn on but my was face. that Would that count as bullying, or is that banter? Where do we draw the line? Well, do you know what? It helped me grow up. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, it was all right my day. Yeah, my day. Yeah, it was all part of it. They thrashed me regularly, but it really taught me the values of a, of a Character system. building. Character building. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Next week on Home Time with Bush and Rishi. Bush and Rishi? Bush and Richie. I'm surprised more people haven't tripped over that. You put too much pressure on yourself there. Bush you? and Richie. Go on, say it. Bush and Richie. Damn it, is easy. Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie. I think Bush and Richie sounds better. <laughs> They've got to rebrand themselves. Uh, anyway, next week on Home Time, you can win loads of great tech thanks to Tesco Mobile. They're playing the Tesco Mobile conveyor belt bonanza and giving away loads of... I presume that's like um, the Generation game. Yeah. Were you any good at that? Cuddly Toy. Always got that. Everybody gets that, don't they? Cuddly Toy Microwave. Tea Maker. Bedside Tea Maker, remember that? Oh, the tea's made. Yeah. What happened to the tea's oh, made? I should bring it back. The thing is, all you need is a kettle. Yeah. You just complicate things. And this takes 20 minutes. Quicker to go downstairs and just brew up, wouldn't it? I used to love oh, that. Oh, wait, 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 we've got, we've got a tea maker. 
We'll sit there and wait in for the tea. Oh, that was it. And every game show, the same. So, like, Bullseye was always like, in one, yeah. a kettle and toaster's it. <laughs> in two, a tea's made. In three, a coffee maker. People were just, all people were drinking in the 80s just red hot drinks by their bed. <laughs> Imagine if someone said, I'm just going to have a kettle by the bed. Yeah. You got insane. <laughs> anyway, I've drifted way off the point. Um, thanks to Tesco Mobile, they play the conveyor belt bonanza and giving away loads of great prizes. Tesco Mobile have loads of great savings this Christmas. So whoever you're buying for, you can enjoy the latest tech. Have you done any Christmas shopping yet? No. No. no like a proper man. Yeah. Christmas Eve, Christmas Nottingham Eve. City Centre, yeah, yeah, staggering yeah. out of the pub at four o'clock. Absolutely. Ask the missus' sister. What does she want? <laughs> the she must have told you. She must have told you. <laughs> I sometimes take her with me. Her name's Jenny, bless her. And I buy her uh, uh, something from Jamie Oliver. As a treat. Which means something from Jamie Oliver. You know the the rest. Well, bowl, bowl of pasta. No, no, yeah, starter perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, you can win next week on Home Time with Bush and Richie. Thanks to Tesco Mobile. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. You don't believe this. It's all kicked off on the teas made front there. Becky's got in touch. She says, we're at Milton Keynes where my husband Gary mends a Tesco click and collect van. My story is that me and my work colleague were talking about teas maids last night as she wanted one. And what do you know? They still sell them in Argos. Mm-hmm. Ca- who is buying them? What is the market for a teas maid? I don't know. I just had a text off the missus saying the same thing. She wants one. Well, for Christmas? Yeah, must be. Well, yeah. You don't sound too happy about it, mate. Well, yeah. Are you going to get her one? Yeah, I get her, uh, I'll, I'll let her family know that she wants one. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not asking for like a, a new house or a no. or a car, is it? Where'd you get them from? Like I said, well, oh gosh, by the sounds of things. Argos, yeah, oh, I got to go in for lo- those catalogues. Oh. Just order it online, mate. What's wrong? Just order it online. Yeah, get on the internet. What's the cut-off date this year? There's a cut-off date never online. You know, if you ordered it today, you'd be well within the cut-off date, would I? Tease mid. I mean, you can't turn down a tease mate, can you? You can't say, I'm not getting you that, it's too extravagant. <laughs> Your tastes are getting out of control, love. Yeah. These tease maids. Yeah. I could be, living I, I, high I, I, on the It could be the only present this year, can't it? You've had your present now. Here's your tease mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd get much use out of it. No, I, I bet know. the, I bet the, the novelty would wear off, wouldn't it? Yeah, quickly. The maintenance on them is awful. Yeah. Who's doing spare parts for tease mates? Yeah, it's a good show, actually, yeah. It'd be like having an obscure car. It'd be like having a larder. Yeah. That's great, cheap up front, but where are you going to get it mended? You've got to import all the parts from Azerbaijan or <laughs> Russia or something. I don't know where <laughs> larders are made. Czechoslovakia, wouldn't it? Can people kicking off about larders? Czech Republic, sorry. Czechoslovakia ended about 20 years ago, yeah. I don't want a tease mate. I mean, it, I just think having those sort of things in the bedroom is a recipe for... It's a bit like smoking in bed. Yeah. Boiling hot water right next to your face. <laughs> Do you ever fall out of bed? Never, no. Happens to me two or three times a year, yeah, Does I'll fall it? out of bed. Face first, you. I sleep right on the edge of the bed. Right. You know what I almost think? If I had to serve in, like, the SAS, yeah. I sleep like... Anyone who watched me sleep would say, I bet, he, I bet he's ex-army. Would they? Because I sleep in a straight line, right on the edge of the seat. Ready for action. Leap ready up, to pounce go, up yeah, like yeah. that. Face first into a kettle or a tea's made. Coil spring. Ready yeah, to yeah. go. Yeah. Ready to get up and just do nothing all yeah. day. Yeah. Take someone out. But if you're falling out of bed and you've got a tea's made or a kettle there, mm. you do yourself some serious... Be like be, a, yeah, it would have to be boiled first, wouldn't it? Yeah, but what else? You could have a dartboard instead of a, over here, you know, as, as part of the headboard. <laughs> How hazardous do you want to make your bedroom? Oh, we've just got a smoking area over there, some scalding water. Darts. A, a bath with a toaster next to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it just gets ridiculous. The bedroom should be a safe haven. Yeah, just a bed. 
That's it. I don't know who I'm raining against. I imagine there are very few people out there who have a dartboard and a teasman. If you have a dartboard in your bedroom, do let us know. There'd be somebody. There'll have to be somebody. I'd be thought. a bloke, wouldn't it? Yeah. I can't imagine there's any women out there with a dartboard in the no, bedroom. An hockey by the side of the bed with right, the right measurements, dartboard at the end. Oh, so like, so like a chalkboard as yeah, well. So he would practice before he went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it actually sounds quite fun. Yeah. If you've got a dartboard in your bedroom, if you've got anything like that, dartboard, kettle, t- I tell you what, but people t- always have dartboard on the back of the of the bedroom door. That was the thing. Of course, yeah. yeah. In the seventies. What about toasters? <laughs> before, before health and safety went mad. Toasters and microwaves in your bedroom. Where do we stand on that? You don't want food smell in the bedroom, do you? No, but that's um... unless it's curry. Yeah, nice to wake yeah. up to the smell of curry, wouldn't it? Also, but that's a studio flat. If you think of it, toaster next to the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah. That's a, that's a des res in London. Actually, what I'm describing, I started off describing this sort of apocalyptic living situation. It sounds more like a, actually <laughs> the life of Riley. <laughs> if you say, what do you do with a billion quid? I sod a jet, I just want a toaster and a, and a dartboard. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> Britney's going dartboard crazy out there. Dawn in Newbury said, I've got a dartboard in my bedroom. It's hanging... On the wardrobe door. Yes. But that's a nightmare. If you leave the... Um... <laughs> What's that? That's um, Travis. Oh, are they still here? I yeah. thought the song had finished. Oh, I was really scared there was an alarm going off or something. <laughs> I set the alarm off here the other week. I was just running around the top floor going, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired. But it costs in London to get the fired. Yeah, don't remind the management. I should have opened my stupid mouth. Oh, my... But a, a dartboard on the wardrobe door... I'm presuming sometimes there's glass. That's hazardous. On a, on, a, on a wardrobe door? Get it on the back of the bedroom door, surely. Yeah. What's what, Welsh for dartboard? Dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> what's Welsh for cup of tea? Uh, you say tisha paned. Tisha paned. Yeah. And what's, what would a tea's made be? Uh, tisha paned made. Yeah, poverty ping. That's the one you want. Is that, that true? Because no. people say that's for microwave. Poverty ping. No, that's microdon. But Microdog? Yeah, don. Dong, micro dong. Yeah, apparently, that poppy ping became a <laughs> micro dong. You kidding me? Gave us, yeah, yeah. Poppy ping, they think it is, but it's not. Micro dong's worse. <laughs> Sounds like an insult you'd say to someone in the cold. Here he comes, old micro dong. Yeah, it was cold in the pool, mate. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People getting in touch with these teas. Did you ever? I, mean, I suppose there must be people out there. Here's another one. I've got two dartboards in my living room. Good lad. Oh, this, has got to be, this has got to be Andy the Viking Ford, man. One is a practice <laughs> board. The doubles and bull are similar, so it's harder to make, harder to hit, making it more accurate in games. This is incredible what's going on out there. The balls are directly opposite each other, so when I pull the darts out, I can throw the other one straight away. As you can tell, I don't have a lady in the house with me. Yeah. Lee from Blythe in Northumberland. Oh, bless Lee. Single Double lad. dartboard. But two I'm, dartboards. He's one of the coolest people I've ever heard. If you've got more than two dartboards. And a pool table. If you've got a pool table as well, I'm coming on your house. Yes, yes. This is brilliant. What have you got? If you've got a, a, a um, table football. Yeah. Dartboard. How pool laddish table. is your house? Yes. How laddish is your house? And also. Space oh, invaders. Oh, yeah. If you've got um, oh, a jukebox. Yes. Oh, vending machine. Beer yeah. fridge. Yes. Oh, my God. What? Because oh, I haven't got any of this stuff. No, so he... what? T- just tell us what you've got in your house that makes it. And it's. It, I mean, I suppose in a way, it's not even about laddie, is it? It's just like games. Yeah. Text us eight twelve fifteen and let us know what cool stuff you got. In your, what cool stuff you got in your house? Does that count as like a feature? Yeah. So this week's what cool stuff have you got in your house? Yeah, we can decide. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. 
Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Johnny Owen. Goals starting to fly in all over. Oh, they <laughs> Is that what? it? I thought that was, was going to be longer. One in, it. one in Cambridge, you said. An insane goal! I'll just say <laughs> <laughs> well, in Cambridge, you were just saying, wasn't it? I'd love you to do the classifieds. <laughs> Nottingham for it. I think it was two, wasn't it? The last time I checked. <laughs> Derby County, oh, that's a defeat for them, isn't it? Arbrose <laughs> <laughs> 1 0 up away at Brecon City. Cambridge United 1 0 up away at Oldham. And Alloa 1 0 up away at Edinburgh City. Hang on. Did I read that out twice? Brecon City and Edinburgh City. I've just taken the mic out of you for the way you've read out football results yes. and immediately done it worse. That's instant karma, as John Lennon said that was, wasn't it? We're talking about... A tat isn't the right word. Stuff, clutter, that you've got in your house that's cool. Uh, Adrian says he's got a Triumph 650 in the conservatory. That's a motorbike. Now, the problem is, if he'd have said... I don't know, what, other, what room is it acceptable to have a motorbike in? You could at least say, oh, it's maybe for storage. But in the conservatory... But he's protecting it as a target outside, perhaps. He's put it in a glass-fronted part of the building. Maybe the back of the house. Yeah. Yeah, but if you put the lights on, your neighbours will see over the hedge. And well, they'd be mobile and phoning motorbike thieves to say, I've just looked at the conservatory next door and there's a vintage <laughs> Che Guevara-esque motorbike there. <laughs> you to steal. Come on, Matthew. Uh, okay, right. Also, I'd agree, if, if I had a Vespa or a Lambretta, I used to, I'd have it in the conservatory as well. So, so you'd have a moped in the conservatory? I'd have one, yeah, if I could. I used to keep it in the passageway of the house. Yeah, but it's... You wouldn't put a car in the conservatory, would you? Well, it wouldn't fit, would it? Be sensible. Yeah, no, but you put in a garage. You could, you, could, you, could, you could have wide doors on it. We're talking <laughs> about ideal scenarios. I bet there's a billionaire out there who's got a car in a conservatory. Yeah, that's a good point. I bet Philip Green's out there going, yeah, I've got, a, I've got an old Austin Metro in the... Uh... <laughs> it's not a Metro. It's my first car. Did you? Yeah, Vickers car, I made it call it. Because well, it was so slow? It's just, yeah, it just looked like... But, you know, something, something safe somebody would have. If there are any vicars listening, no <laughs> offence, man. You've got to be very careful these or days. Or hairdresser's car. Any hairdressers listening again? <laughs> Vauxhall Tigra. That was always. I remember a mate of mine having and a Vauxhall Cleo. Tigra. Yeah. And he got he got awful abuse tricks. He was a bloke. People yeah. said he can't drive like that. Yeah. It's not a bloke's car. What, what is a bloke's car? Tell us what's a bloke. What is a bloke's car? Ford Cortina. It's a proper bloke's car. Capri. Isn't it? Capri. Yeah. Um. A Ferrari Testarossa. Yeah. An Audi. And a Woody. Any kind of Audi is a bloke's car. I think they're. I think they're. Or Jag. But they're both genders, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're multi-gender, bi-gender. Fluid. That's fluid, the word. gender fluid. Yeah, gender fluid cars. There you go. I was, so I was ahead of my time. I had a gender fluid car. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Luton are winning 3 0 at home. I uh, got over with an AFC Wimbledon 1 0 up away at Doncaster. Exeter 1. Northampton 1 thanks to a goal by Billy Waters in the 26th minute. It's all kicking off in the lower leagues. Do you ever do that thing where when it is the international break and you can't go and see your team, go and watch non league football? I did. I grew up watching non league football. Merthyr Tidville. Merthyr Town, as they call now. And interestingly enough, <laughs> yeah. the manager of Luton Town now played for Merthyr. Nathan. Well, isn't that very interesting? Very well thought of, my young manager. I played for Merthyr. I'm still a big Merthyr fan. It is a very different culture, isn't it, to go and to watch league great. football? You can you can watch a match with a pint in your hands. Watch a match with a pint in your hands, and the thing is, the players and the officials hear every bit of abuse hurled. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Especially in Merthyr. I think I went to watch. It was Hucknall Town. Yeah, uh, in North Nottingham, and the the. Um, the linesman was getting dogs abuse from these three lads. Mm. And he turned around and said, I can hear you, boys. If you carry on, I will fight you. Did he? And they had to stop the game in the second half because he threw his thing down. Th- I was going to say jumped into the stand, basically just walked a yard 
and started giving them it kicked off. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to come here more often. <laughs> well, it's good to have non-league day, where they encourage people during the international break to go and watch your local non-league club. We do it. Forest do it uh, through their Twitter and that. That's good. And who yeah. do Forest recommend? People like Hook well, Town. Well, you can't really, yeah, because there's quite a lot of non-league clubs around the area. You, you, you recommend them just go and watch. Can't be seen to be favouring. Absolutely, yeah. So I went to AFC Wimbledon a few times in Kingstonian when I used to live down in Surbiton. That's right. And go down there on a Saturday. It was great. Dulwich Hamlet are the big sort of hipstery sort of. Cool oh, out in East London, yeah. yeah, that's the big, that's the big cool one. That's the cool one. I'm, other than Merthyr, who are cooler. The only problem is the football is dreadful. Oh, it's not. Eight, it's what? awful, mate. Don't start it's me just this. Bigger than I've seen. I grew up watching. Oh that. yeah, but it's, it is compared to normal. I mean, even when you watch. The championship compared to the I Premier would... League, there is a huge golfing class. When I was a kid, obviously, growing up watching Merthyr and Cardiff, the football wasn't the best, really. I mean, in non-league, Merthyr, Merthyr beat Atalanta in the European Cup Winners' Cup. I know only because you've told me, you know, every <laughs> every time I see you. And they well, won the great Mother Said. Yeah, they were a really good team. They were. So I just find myself when I'm, uh, the problem is when you go to these. Like anything where the selling point is you can drink, i.e. rugby or cricket or yeah. non-league football, yeah. it then doesn't become about what's happening on the pitch. Especially with you, I can't imagine, no. The thrill of being able to drink in the stands becomes the whole point. Yeah, you know, well, that's what we're here for, sod the football. Yeah. Let's get a burger and some chips. <laughs> a proper old-fashioned burger van at football as well. You know, the other day we was in central London and there was a guy with a hot dog stand in the centre of the street. Yep. In central London, just selling hot dogs on his own. Great idea. What a patch. Well, this was it. At the, at the st- when I saw it, I was like, who on earth is going to buy... Ah, oh, she smelled amazing. Yeah. Nipped yeah. over and got one. Yeah. You would, wouldn't you? Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. But some people are snobby about food like that. I think it's... You know what? Street food is trendy, isn't it? That's exactly yeah. what it is. Street food's trendy. Go out and have a hot dog. Rebranded, as the key. It's like old clothes. Call them vintage. Kids go mad for it. Food. <laughs> the old burger vans call it street food. People go mad for it. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Oh, my days! Goals going in everywhere. Carlisle 2-0 up away at Swindon. Ross County 1-0 up away at Motherwell under 21s. Oh, like Ron Burgundy, I'll just read out anything that's in front of me. 4-4-1, Dunbarton nil. Brecon City nil. Arbro 2, Bobby Lynn on 48 minutes. That's got, I mean, not to disparage the work that the great Jeff Stelling does. But that is basically it, isn't it? What's going on over there, Johnny Iron? Uh, Mansfield Town have gone 1-0 up against Port Vale. Incredible strike, 41 minutes into the game, and it's turned the game on its head. Back to you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic stuff from Johnny Owen, the Welsh wizard, keeping track of things at Field Mill. That's how easy it is. Yeah, it is Get nice. us on Soccer Saturday, man. <laughs> Eastley now, Sweeney up, away at Barrow. Paul McCallum on 48 minutes Barrow that is a funny old place isn't it that's one of those have you been to Barrow yeah, it's halfway across the Atlantic isn't it <laughs> proper market town where yeah. during the day it's all cobbled streets yeah. thatched roofs you go oh this would be a lovely place for a drink oh my word look at this beauty it's like a, it's like a um, biscuit tin yes Christmas view a postcard the moment it gets dark it's f- police vans riot gas riot gas <laughs> I guess that's what it's called it's like that um... that sounds like a euphemism for a drug doesn't it <laughs> Mickey's been on the riot gas again. Yes. Mum's livid with him. I am legend. It's like that film, isn't it? Remember the film where the amount of it went fights. To dark and all yeah. the zombies come up, wasn't it? That's exactly what with the greatest respect to the wonderful people of Barrow who on the whole are great, great people. That sort of place at night is scary. Is it? I, I find there's a lot of places. Where's the other one? Um Canterbury. That's what you gotta say it these days to keep young people interested. Canterbury. Did you know Bill Shankly managed Barrow? That's right, he did. He did, yeah. See, I, he would not have approved of Barrow's uh, 
late night establishments being Reverie. marauding youths, <laughs> hordes of wild youths. Disgrace. Yeah. Were you a wild youth? Me? Yeah. But, uh, semi, like a solar thing. Semi wild. Yeah. House trained. Yes. I mean, I was, I was, I wasn't a bad lad, but you know, we, I like to paint and. I like <laughs> But I like to pint is kind of euphemism for more than just liking a pint, isn't it? <laughs> if someone just liked a pint, yeah. or he likes one pint, you go, he sounds a bit weird. Yes, yeah, good Do you drink where he likes one pint? Yeah. Well, what's the point? Better off just staying and have some Maltesers. What about yourself, Matt? Were you a raver? No, I went through a, I went through a sort of raving stage. When I say raving, that made it sound like a, a raving mad. <laughs> I went to a few, you know, discotheques. Food bands, me. I've heard bands. I've heard late night pubs. Yes. Keep the pubs open till five. Yes. And let's all just drink bitter until the early and hours. And the traditional nightclub with a smooch at the end. Remember the smooch, the slow song. Usually George Michael singing something like Let's Whispers, whispers. and then you'd go, you'd move in there. Yeah, Let's Whispers. Yeah, you go up. You want to dance, love? See, it wasn't like that. My no? era of clubbing was more like dance music. Oh, right. There was no kind of um, sensual ending. Oh, it, was sensual it was more just <laughs> rabid. If people were getting off with each other, if you were, if you were dancing very sort of aggressive by by George Michael's but you might as well go up, get chips and, and, and walk home. It is amazing how just getting food at the end of the night oh, it makes it the best night ever. It does, doesn't it? Kebab meat and chips. Oh. There's a place on Parliament... Curry sauce <laughs> oh, on chips at the end of the night. People, people in Nottingham will know there's a place in Parliament Street. I can't, well, I, can't, I probably won't say its name, but for £2.50, you got a quarter pound of cheeseburger, chips, kebab meat and a drink for £2.50. That's right. Well, Chip Shop Alley in Cardiff, or Caroline Street as we call it. Chicken on the bone with curry sauce and chips. See, this is half and half quality European yeah. cuisine. Half and half, we call it in Wales. Half chips, half rice, chicken, curry sauce, bang, you're done. Right, we're off there. Should we go after this? Yes. You know, I'm the sort of idiot who back in the day would have gone, let's just get a train to Cardiff and Two do hours. it. Two hours in Central Station. Two hours. I'm so tempted. I can't. I've got to go to Wembley tomorrow. Got to go to Wembley. Sorry, guys. Who's playing in Wembley? Ink, mate. Don't you start the <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> See this? Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. You are? <laughs> go on. <laughs> You, no, you're just on on air on national radio, mate. What's that? Was that Ian Brown? Was it? <laughs> it was Ian Brown. It's <laughs> 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 like listening away, like, oh, it's Ian Brown, eh? Has <laughs> that been in the pub with you? I know. Is that Ian Brown? It's the best way. See him again. Keep it conversational. <laughs> we can have um... chips or tonight's <laughs> curry and chips tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's kebab meat and chips. I used to. I went through a period. I mean, I, I had such old tastes early. When I was eighteen. I was going around a few pubs in Stapleford on the outskirts of Nottingham. Maybe Stabble. A few pints of mild yeah. and a bag of chips at Lovely. 18. Lovely. My mum probably wishes I had got into like harder stuff and been a bit wilder. Why? Well, because it's just I was literally drinking mild. That's how mild I was. <laughs> <laughs> drinking the stuff. Not strong lager. Mild. Remember, remember uh, hooch? All that kind of stuff came from Oh, Alka Pops. Yeah, Alka Pops. That was probably, that was like tearing apart the social fabric of Britain, wasn't it? Because you'd get to like 11 o'clock and then you'd go on the Alka Pops because, you know, you'd had too many, too much beer. I remember you'd having um, too many tropical reefs one night it's and it gave me, um, gave me stomach pains. Oh, do you know what I did once? Talking about placebo. I went on J2Os thinking they were Alka Pops. No way. And I was drunk. And then somebody went, they're not an alcoholic. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it was embarrassing. I was like doing that thing. I'm going, oh, I'm really feeling this. This is like, <laughs> Not getting J2 off of you, mate. Yeah, oh, exactly. Sorry, mate. I was on the J2O. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Smashed a kebab shop up you. That's the J2O, man. Um, so, this is one of my favourite. I think it's arguably the. We've decided unilaterally. Paperback strike. Paperback strike. 
best um, feature in global radio. Paperback striker. Johnny, I'm going to read you four excerpts from a well-known footballer's autobiography. You have to guess who the footballer is. Yeah. Don't tell us if you know it yet, because we'll ask people. So the moment you think you've got it, text us 8-12-15 or tweet us at R&R Football. So whose book is this? And I will do... I'll do an accent. It may not be the accent of the person. Okay. To try and put you off, okay? Oh, okay. They tell me my arrival coincided with George Best walking out on Manchester United for the last time. I was born on the 29th of November 1973 at St David's Hospital in Cardiff. Okay. Right. He's narrowing it down. Yeah. There's no pressure, by the way. This isn't like a test of your manhood, doesn't it? Okay. Here we go. Yeah. The first Man United player I idolised was Mickey Thomas, who was at Old Trafford from 78 to 81. Yeah. That was basically because Mickey was Welsh and left-footed like me. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah, got an idea. Mouth it to me. Woo! Oh! Oh! I tell you what, what a mouth. That, oh, that's because that sounds right. so bad. You, mate, I, I can't tell you that. Can I? Go on. Um, here we go. My dad, Danny Wilson, played yes, at the Union yes, for Cardiff yes. and Newport. Yes, he did. And then he went to Swinton. Damn it, he knows what it is. But just for any listeners who are are in any doubt, here we go. Nobody could accuse me of not punching my weight the night Man United won the European Cup. The night really was a knockout. After what had been the most dramatic finale in the tournament's long history, the post-match party liked the game went the distance, and I ended up in a fight with the chairman's son. Did he? He did. It's not like him. Oh, another clue. Or perhaps is it not? Has Johnny Owen got it right? Can you get it right? Text the, uh, the, the, I get <laughs> I get so overexcited even at just basically guess who wrote this when it's obvious. Should, like, I, give oh, Should I give everyone one more clue? Go on, clue. He played for a different country at schoolboy than he represented at, in, at uh, when he was older. Open age. Oh, isn't this lovely? It feels more like that. You know, you did that at delivery day. So a snooker, a snooker commentary yes. that was. So when he was in school, he represented a different country than he did as a professional. Everyone's going to have to get it now. Eight, twelve, fifteen. Daisy Knight, astonished at this fact. <laughs> <laughs> it is the game that is gripping the nation. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Whose book was it? Everyone, bar one person. Who texted... Let's just be clear, it was Ryan Giggs. You got it early doors, Johnny. Yeah. Well done, mate. Thank um, you. Some guy called Bibbs has said Die Webley. Oh, <laughs> Do you know Die? Yeah, great. He was one of, he's one of Merthyr's... Well, probably Merthyr's greatest ever player. So that's for me, as Well done, Bibbs. Die Webley was our super striker in the late 80s. The guy that played against Atalanta in the European Cup and his cup. Did he tell you about that? I think he did, yeah, yeah. I think he might have just mentioned it earlier. Just, well done, Bibbs. just a little bit. So Giggs' autobiography... I mean, the problem is with a lot of these is either we pick... The bits that are obvious, like, I was born on the 29th of November night. I mean, the fact that he wrote that in his autobiography, <laughs> I was born on the 29th of November 1973 at St David's Hospital, that's a man, that's a man edging towards his word count. They're going, Giggsy, it's got to be 50,000 words in the autobiography, mate. <laughs> I was born on the 29th of November 1973 at St David's Hospital, which happened to be a Tuesday. Tuesday is the second day of the week, <laughs> unless you take Sunday as the first. I mean, most of these, can we say this? Most of the football's autobiographies are tedious. Well, they're ghostwritten, aren't they, a lot of them, by journalists? By ghosts. Yes. Beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've written one of those autobiographies that's ghostwritten. It just says, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's probably one of the worst jokes I've ever done. I, I it. it was spooky, though, that's what you said. Uh, I thought you were going to say, actually, you've done a lot worse, mate. Yeah, you have. You have done a lot worse. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Was Adam Smith with it? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Marr, genius. 
Oh, Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. What a guy. What a guitarist. I would love to... Uh, my dream is walking into probably Manchester and bumping oh. into Noel Gallagher and Johnny Marr. Be a, that'd, be a, that'd be a good session with them. A good, a good rock and roll chat. <sighs> and football. Yeah. I used to. I had a recurring dream that I would meet Noel Gallagher in pubs and that we'd really get on. I remember. I've never. It's almost like I met him. I remember once we had a pint together in this dream, and I said, um, "Should we just carry on drinking all night?" And Noel Gallagher in my dream went, "That is a great idea." <laughs> and I was just like, I imagine he would say that to me if I met him. Yeah. Is that unless, sad? Unless you stalked him and then he'd probably tell you, you know. People are pulling sympathetic... Luton are winning 5-0 at home to Plymouth! <laughs> I've pressed them at the end words. Hold on. I've ruined it now. The impact has been lost. <laughs> Just noises of sympathy all around now. I he was going to play a song and I was going, what's he doing? It's urban, isn't it? Yeah, it is urban. Um, it's time... Well... Lil Pump? <laughs> Little Pump, who played Rock City in uh, in Nottingham last night, ended up on a bus apparently. On a bus outside, because somebody let off, let off tear gas. Rock and roll, eh? I don't think that's rock and roll, is no, it? No, I'm just saying, it's like it's for you. But we are moving to that age where the youngsters coming through are finding a tear gas in each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know all the different genres of music: classical, baroque, rock, tear gas. <laughs> I was well into his tear gas at that age. I thought it was actually laughing gas at once, anyway. <laughs> um, how bored is Britain's youth? Sort of tear gassing each other. Um, it's time for a chant out. Now every week you can ask for a chant out to be instead of a shout out, we chant out because we're a football show. Okay. So Matt from Hereford said, uh, "Love the show, fellas. Can I get a chant out for my best mate Rob? He's a tall, angry Forest fan." To the tune, he's tall, he's Why is he angry? He should be okay now. Forrest doing well. Forrest are doing well. Yeah. He was angry sort of in previous years. Maybe he's just angry in general and it's unrelated it's not, to his support. Not doing Forrest, okay, fair Yeah, yeah, let's just be okay. absolutely clear. Yeah. He's a menace to society, but not because he's a Forrest, <laughs> he just happens to be a Forrest fan. Um, as pe- people know, the vast majority of Forrest fans are very peace-loving people. Yes. Um, he wants it to the tune of, he's tall, he's Rob, he loves a bacon cob, big tall Rob, big tall Rob. So here we go, okay. Rob, this is for you, mate. He's tall, he's Rob, he, he loves, loves a bacon cob. Big tall Rob, big tall Rob. He's tall, he's Rob, he loves a bacon cob. Big tall Rob, big tall Rob. He's tall. Ah, on your own. Yeah. That's all the biggest fair at football matches, joining in with the champion and being the only one. Ah, yeah. ah, ah. And also, if you come in late, sit down. Yeah. Sit down. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Now, if you go to absoluteradio.co.uk, which is our website, so I'm sure a lot... Many of you are listening through the website. I do when I'm at home. I listen to Absolute Radio 90s when I'm doing the ironing. Do you? Oh, I love it. What are you ironing? Ironing and washing up are my two favourite chores. Really? They give me an enormous sense of well-being. I I feel like they're easy things to... I love playing with water. You just feel this is the blurb, then. Give us a sense of enormous... Yeah, yeah. I love doing the ironing, especially in the morning. (laughs) Fuck, love. Especially when I get woken up by the washing up. What? Um, So if you go to our website, absoluteradio.co.uk, if you're already on it, this is going to be dead easy. You can win Sky for a year. Wow. I mean, that... That's better than most Christmas presents, isn't it? Yeah. Including their new ultimate on-demand plaque. Pack, plaque. On-demand plaque. Plaque. Which could, you know... What, um, does, that, what does that entail? What does that include? On-demand Tell plaque. Us, you get a 49-inch UHD TV. Wow. And it's because Sky and Netflix have joined forces. Oh, I love it. So Netflix. you've seen the adverts about this. Yeah. You can get over a 1,000 great shows in one place. So you get Stranger Things and Orange is the New Black from Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It's, it's all this. It's the on-demand plaque in my teeth that's getting me. Uh, getting <laughs> a Game of Thrones and Westworld from Sky Atlantic. 
It's all there on demand. You think, you know, I... The Deuce you want to watch on Sky Atlantic. That's well, the one. You know, I... On Netflix, The Ozarks. What a series that is. Oh, I end up... You know, I, my favourite thing is Sky Sports News. Is it? I can watch that all day. Sometimes I'll have been in, Go working on. from home. Go on, I'll tell you what. And my girlfriend... Do Jim. Like, do Jim. Uh, it's, uh, well, he doesn't do Sky Sports News that often, Johnny, <laughs> but you can win at absoluteradio.co.uk and watch the best TV in one place. Sky... Oh, damn it! <laughs> Netflix and Sky Q! <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I used to request that all the time in nightclubs and not even so good to like nightclubs. And the, it was during the era when it was like ATB. And that. Do, 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 do you remember that song? And I'm blue. Can you play Toto Africa? I'd always say it was for a mate's birthday to get it played. <laughs> well, so, go on, give us the line. There's that amazing line in it. The, one of the greatest lines in pop. Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. Amazing. Sure as Kit. Well, I won't sing. I'm one of those people who thinks they can sing until I hear a recording of myself singing and think, I've made a fool out of myself my entire life. <laughs> Johnny, it's been a pleasure having you here today. It's been a pleasure being. A pleasure and an honour. It's, uh, time has flown by. Just to let you know, on some of the uh, lower league scores, Luton have beaten Plymouth Argyle 5-1 at home. The last time we checked, Notts County sadly were losing 3-0 at home. Mansfield are winning, It's Cheltenham at home. Mansfield winning. Burn Albion, Nigel Clough's young side. A 1-0 home victory. They bought one and oh, Wrexham drew. They've dropped off the top spot. But they still are still third, Wrexham. Well done. OK, Johnny's going to keep talking. <laughs> See you next week. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Oh, well, well what a treat that was to be a part of. Johnny, <laughs> you're still sounding Nottingham, mate. I am a duck. <laughs> Can you do any other <laughs> phrase? Is that just your one thing? Um, Eppendor, it's ramble. <laughs> no one's going to know what that means. So what does that mean? It means open the door, this is rubbish. Open the door, this is rubbish? Yeah, ramble. But why would them. you say open the door, this is rubbish? Because somebody, what's happened? Somebody's left a bin with rubbish outside your door. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so tenuous, it... It's but true. It's, it's true. <laughs> it happens. I suppose, does it happen uh, in your house? Every day. <laughs> Johnny, it's been a pleasure having you with us. It's been, it's been a pleasure and an honour to be here. Can you do a Welsh accent? No! Yeah, I can. Do you reckon I can? No. I can do that sort of, you know, I'm from Ponty Breed and he's from Ponty Pool and they're two completely different places. That's more Cornish, but it's the same no. area of the world. <sighs> I can do uh, maybe like that. A sort of just generic. I tell you what. Lyrical. <laughs> let's no, end this all no. by. Let's end it all. Trump. Last Trump would end it. Trump would end it. He'd say thank you very much because he's from where. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think I could do a Welsh accent? It's going to niggle me now. Let's. let's I'll go say. Um, all right, but. All right, but. How's it going? How's it going? That's not bad. That's not bad. There we go. See you next week. Rock and roll football podcast done. 